Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. It had all led to this. Here he was, awaiting the sword. It's laughable that at one time, before he understood the words of his Lord, he thought that he would be sitting next to the king, calling down judgment on all who disobeyed. But here he was instead. Instead of sitting next to a king judging the world, he was about to meet the end of a king's blade. In what seemed like a lifetime ago, James still remembered when his life was all planned out. You see, James and his brother John were the sons of a man named Zebedee. Zebedee was an important man of means. He owned a fishing company that made enough money to employ servants, while at the same time giving substantial funds and gifts to the synagogue and the community. James and his brothers were prominent people because of their father, so much so that their families even knew the high priest in the days of Jesus' ministry, the same high priest that led the charge to crucify their Lord. The plan was that James would inherit and run the business of their father with his brother John. James was the more prominent of the brothers from the perspective of the twelve disciples. In Mark's Gospel, who wrote according to the testimony of St. Peter, we see over and over again this phrase, James the son of Zebedee and John his brother. This shows us that James was the leader. James was most likely to be uh, the one who would take over. James appeared in in, uh, connection with his father, while John appeared in connection with James. Well, as many of us are keenly aware, plans change. This was the case for James. First, he heard his brother John tell him about the ministry of a new preacher in town. That preacher's name was John the Baptist. His brother told him that John the Baptist pointed to one whom he called the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. And James was intrigued. His brother told him, His brother told him about this person, and I believe that both James and his brother John were baptized by John the Baptist for the baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. Then after John came the one whom he proclaimed, Jesus, the Lamb of God. And he came to James as he was working and his brother, and he called him. Jesus called James and his brother and told them to follow him. And immediately, as if they had no choice at all, they left their nets, 
They left their father. They left their future. They traded it all in for the unknown because they believed that the one who was calling them was the one that the scriptures proclaimed. And as time went on, over the next three years, Jesus named James and his brother uh, as members of the twelve disciples who would later become apostles. And the apostles' testimony of Jesus is the gospel by which we know Jesus. Think about it. You know Jesus through what's written in the words of Scripture. Jesus calls that in the Gospel of John the testimony of the apostles. That's how we know our Savior personally. But we're getting ahead of ourselves. As one of the twelve disciples, James was seen as a leader. He was a leader as by God's design, and he found himself at the heart of Jesus' ministry. Jesus chooses James to see things that the nine others did not get to see. James, with his younger brother John, and Peter, his rival fisherman in town, his fishermen from his youth, they got to, they got to see things like Jesus raising a little girl from the dead. James found himself with the same three as he watched in fear as Jesus was transfigured before his very own eyes. In that company, he even saw Moses and Elijah, the heroes of the faith that he learned about as a child, come to life on that mount of transfiguration. He was with the same company as Jesus gave him special instruction about the end times. For one reason or another, James was set apart with Peter and his brother John. And on the night before Jesus died, before Jesus went to the cross in his passion, James was set apart one last time as Jesus asked James personally to pray for him in his hour of greatest need. James was set apart for a James was set apart and for a time for a time James began to think that that made him special. In our gospel today we see a flashback to an earlier period of time before the cross that Jesus spoke about became hor a horrifying reality. Before the grave that Jesus rose from proved that the crucified Jesus would swallow up death forever. In our gospel today, we see James and his brother thinking that Jesus was planning on taking over Jerusalem and Rome to set apart Jerusalem from the crazy world. James and his brother noticed that Jesus had been setting them apart. They were kind of starting to think, hey, we have an in with God. How could you not think that? 
the one that everyone wanted to be close to was constantly saying James, John, and Peter. <laughs> Come, I want to talk to you privately. Jesus was constantly giving the three of them insider information. But James and John also knew from the way that things work that in the realms of power, threes, a crowd. Twelve, even worse. <laughs> so when the time was right, James and John approached Jesus, asking him this time for a private meeting. And they said, Teacher, we want you to do for us whatever we ask. Jesus listened and bid them to go on. And they said to him, Grant us to sit, one at your right and one at your left, in your glory. Now when the ten heard about this, they began to be indignant at James and John. They wanted those positions for themselves. The betrayal. It's one thing if Jesus is setting them apart. It's another if they try to use that reality to get a one-up on the rest of the twelve. None of the disciples, of course, understood the cross, the grave, the resurrection that Jesus continually preached. None of them understood suffering. They all wanted glory. They did not understand the depth of their sin, nor did they understand the cost that Jesus would pay to take that sin away. At James and his brother's request, Jesus said, You don't know what you're asking. Are you able to drink the cup that I drink? To be baptized with the baptism with which I am to be baptized? And without understanding, they of course responded, We are able. And Jesus said to them, Who heard but did not understand? He said to them, The cup that I drink, you will drink. The baptism with which I am baptized, you will be baptized. But to sit at my right hand or at my left is not mine to grant. It is for those who, who, for whom it has been prepared. And to all, their, all the disciples in their jealous pursuits, Jesus called them together and he said, You know that those who are considered rulers over the Gentiles, they lord it over them. You see the way they fight. And they're great ones. They exercise that authority over them. It's not going to be that way with you. Whoever would be great among you must be your servant. Whoever would be the first among you must be slave of all. Even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Eventually, James would see the one whom he saw transfigured. He would see that one bloodied and beaten beyond human semblance. And he would see him hanging from a wooden cross. 
on another mount called the place of the skull. He would see this same Jesus on the evening of the third day, showing him those hands, showing him that side and his feet. He would hear that same Jesus who died, living, speaking peace to his ears. And 40 days after that, James would see this same Jesus ascend into heaven. And not long after that, James would see what appeared to be flames coming of fire, coming to rest upon his head. Flames that empowered James to speak and show the world how all of God's word is fulfilled in the Son of God who died and rose again. And how he did this, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> how he did this all for the repentance and forgiveness of sins. And James would carry that message to many different places. He preached that, that word knowing that nothing in all of creation would be able to separate him from the love of God in Christ Jesus, his Lord. He preached that word when everybody was receiving it. James saw 3,000 people baptized in one day. And James preached that word when nobody would hear it. It all led to this. James was about to drink the cup that his Savior drank. And as James' life was coming to a close, he realized that the cup he was about to drink, unlike his Savior's who atoned for the world, his cup atoned for no one. In fact, the cup that he was about to drink was really a union, a communion, a baptism with the one who drank the cup for the sins of the world. More than this, as the sword of Herod began to come down to meet the flesh of James, James knew that this ending was really a beginning. For in a few short moments, James would see the fulfillment of what Jesus said when he told James and the rest of the twelve, let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and I will take you to myself that where I am, you may be also. The sword of Herod came down. James died, bearing witness to the one who died for his sin. He died bearing witness to the one who died and rose so that we could be baptized in a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of our sins. 
the one who gave us, gives us his flesh and blood for our salvation, even if we die. Not even the danger of a sword could separate Jesus, James, from the love of God in Christ Jesus. For now, James is with the angels, the archangels, and all the company of heaven, singing, Holy, 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 Lord God of Sabaoth, God of blessed rest. We may, now we may have this or that plan for our lives. We may have our future all mapped out. But we must not be disappointed when those plans are thwarted or changed. For as long as we abide in Jesus through the Holy Spirit, you and I are going to end up exactly where we need to be. For in the end, he is the one who will take us to the place where James and all the saints of heaven now reside. But in the meantime, in the here and in the now, we are in the exact place that we are supposed to be. For we are gathered around Jesus this day with James and all the saints. And we are hearing the Jesus who spoke to James speak to us. Take eat. This is my body. Take drink. This is my blood. And the same Jesus that James received on the night that Jesus was betrayed is the same Jesus that we receive this morning. And now may the peace that surpasses all understanding Guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus until he returns for you as he returned for James. Amen.